Welcome to Parker's MMA Show. If you want to learn about all things going down in the fight world, you've come to the right place. Each episode, your host, Parker Keen, will take a deeper dive into the always entertaining world of sanctioned fist fighting. Now, here's your host, Parker Keen. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 84 of Parker's MMA Show. We have a very special recurring guest, friend of the program, Raytheon Stotts. He is a 17-1 bantamweight MMA fighter and the top contender in the Bellator 135-pound division, coming off a massive win over Magomed Magomedov at Bellator 264. He's now in the pole position for a title shot with Bellator. The man, the myth, the legend, Raytheon Stotts. Welcome back to the show. How are you, Raytheon? Man, I'm doing good, man. Feeling good, you know. I feel a lot better after that intro. <laughs> so last time you were on the show, Raytheon, you come on this show, you said, I want to fight with one man. I want to fight with Magomed Magomedov, and I'm coming out with a victory. How good does that feel to call your shot like that? Man, it feels amazing, you know. Um, yeah, I wanted Magomed, you know. I, I mean, I want everybody. <laughs> I, like, literally want everybody. I don't know if there's a lot of people out there, you know, that, uh, like, genuinely want to fight everybody, but I, I want to fight all of them. <laughs> So did anything surprise you about the fight with him? Was there anything that he did that you were like, oh, I wasn't expecting that, or he was a little stronger, a little quicker? Anything surprising about Magomed? Yeah, he was a little faster um, on the feet, or just like quicker on the feet, you know, with some of his uh, strikes, his spinning attacks. I, I expect him to throw spinning attacks, but they were like fast. They were pretty quick. Um, and then on top, um, which I knew he was going to be good, you know, on top, and I knew he was going to be good once he got his hands locked. Um, but I'm usually, um, when I'm on bottom, I'm usually able to like make a decision whether I want to come underneath or, or kind of pop up, um, um, and like dictate, uh, kind of where his head goes, but he did a good job of like uh, not getting too high or low, um, while he was on top, you know, to kind of control me. Um, and I didn't control the head kind of like I should have, but, um, uh, other than that, everything kind of went according to plan. So and you guys were talking a lot during that fight. What, what are you guys saying to each other in there? Okay, so the first time I think I said I was like, um, um, I don't know, but he was like smiling at me a lot before. Like, oh, he, I said no, I hit him. I hit him with something. Maybe like I, I jabbed him or something, and he said something like "shit's weak" or whatever. And I was like, wait, motherfucker, you can speak English, motherfucker? I thought you was. You couldn't speak English. He was like, like mid fight, like what? <laughs> I don't know if he was like, uh, I don't know if he was, I don't know if he was like, he knew a couple phrases or what. But it kind of during the fight, even I came back to my coach and I was like, dog, that motherfucker can speak English. That shit threw me off. <laughs> I, I know for the whole for this whole time you spoke no English. That's hilarious. So I was talking to, I was saying that, but most of the stuff was like, uh. I mean, me just, like, posturing at him and um, kind of letting him know he was in a fight and, um, you know, he wasn't going to be able to, like, just run me over because I feel like he he felt that way before. Like, he's, like, smiling at me kind of like I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just this peon, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm, like, smiling back, but I'm smiling like, like no, you in a fight. Like, you didn't think he was going to be in a fight. So, uh, yeah, that was most of what I was saying. I don't remember, uh, you know, uh, much of el much else. So obviously he he's a decorated wrestler, um, but you were pretty much able to fend off all of his takedowns. 
How how do you feel like your wrestling wrestling ability will be respected after this fight? Obviously, you made um, a huge statement. Yeah, it should be respected. I don't know why people thought like I was like uh like so far behind in wrestling. You know, I'm a two time national champion in wrestling. Um, I know my wrestling, and that's the other thing. I understand that American wrestling is different from um, Sambo wrestling. Um, I understand where Sambo wrestling is good, you know. Um, so I'm not like like a typical American wrestler because I understand, like, I take parts from, you know, a lot of people. And I'm not like a typical American wrestler. Like, yeah, I wrestled America, but I also started late. I started, like, as a junior in high school, you know, wrestling. And I just picked up, you know, what I needed to pick up, and I picked up things fast. And I also understand that Sambo wrestling is more suited toward MMA, so I picked up a lot of their techniques. But I also understand, like, where they kind of, where they struggle, you know, getting the takedowns. So, um, like, I, I, like, I understand grappling. I mean, I understand it a lot more, or it comes more naturally for me to understand grappling. So it's a lot easier for me to, like, dictate uh, grappling exchanges just because I understand what they need to do. Um, but I think my, my wrestling is definitely going to be respected. Um, like, it was respected before, but I feel like this is on a different level. Like, people are kind of understanding, like, you know, I'm on a different level with the wrestling. Um, there's nobody in the world that can kind of outgrapple me. So, um, yeah. What are some of those holes you see in kind of the Rus Russian or Samba wrestling? So, the, the Russians are, like, good. Like, once they get their hands locked, whether they are around the leg or they're around the body, they're really good when they, when they once they get around the body. Um, but they get they got to get their hands locked around the body. And then um, what they're what they struggle at is their like entry, you know, like taking a shot. So their shots, the, the, when they take a shot, it's like it's very kind of um, uh, I want to say like kind of it sucks. <laughs> it kind of sucks, you know, like their entry kind of sucks. Like once they get their hands locked. So most of the time they just enter to get into the exchange and then they're able to like um kind of wrestle their way through or or chain you know stuff together to end up getting a takedown but they they never get like clean clean takedowns you know off the back they usually like get to a leg and then climb up to a body or or get to a leg and then push you against the fence kind of you know it's never like a clean um takedown or at least uh Magomed when I watched his fight there is never like a clean um clean takedown it's like once he gets his hands locked, he or once he shoots, he kind of shoots to his knees. Um, he kind of puts himself in bad position when he shoots. Um, he kind of reaches when he shoots. Um, you know, he doesn't close this. He doesn't mix his strikes well enough in with his takedowns to like close the close the gap with the striking before he takes people down. So um, like that stuff I picked up on, um, you know, um, watching film and you know just being a student of the game. Did you kind of feel that on the lead up to the fight that people were kind of sleeping on your wrestling, maybe just because of his heritage or his Dagestanian Russian wrestler? Oh, I know that. I know they were. Like, as soon as I seen, like, well, I knew I was going to be an underdog because, like, Russia is like the place to be. If you an MMA guy yeah. and you are from Dagestan, you have one underdog you were. Four to one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I. I knew I was gonna be an underdog. I didn't think I was gonna be that big of an underdog, but um, yeah, Russia is like like the place to be. So I I I and I understand, you know, uh, Bellator is like pushing the Russian guys. You know what I mean? Um, just I mean, Khabib is like he's like the best in the world. You know what I mean? So 
everybody wants the next Khabib and uh, wants the next Dagestani uh, wrestler. So, um, like, the Russians are very high regarded, you know what I mean? Like, in any promotion they fight for. So, um, and I knew, like, so worldwide, he had probably more uh, backing or following or, you know what I mean? More people were probably privy to his fights or, or knew more about him just because of his background. So, um, and then, I mean, he's he's tough. I mean, also, he beat Peter Yan, you know? So, that right there probably gives them gives them the edge over most people um i mean most people in the world so mm -hmm. um so i pretty much knew that i was going to be like an underdog um but yeah i didn't think i was be so <laughs> so big people would have thought i was gonna get run over like that well i mean obviously it didn't matter you thought about an underdog you had the guys back multiple times in at that level does that frustrate you to not get a finish are you just happy with the victory and you say let's move on to the next one no i'm definitely upset you know um about not getting that finish i feel like that was like a perfect time to get the finish um and that was exactly you know how i felt like i was gonna get the finish on him um was late in the third but um yeah i i, I made some mistakes you know but that's you know the the beauty about me is, you know, I try not to, to like, dwell so much on the win. I try to dw dwell on what I can be better at, you know, constantly getting better. So I know the things I need to work on to finish that choke. Um, so next time, um, you know, I don't I don't let that happen. How deep did that feel? Oh, Man, it was so deep. So I heard I was like, it. <laughs> I don't. I heard yeah. him. I heard yeah. him gurgling. I was like, "Oh man!" And then I like felt like, "Oh well, I'm gonna have to like put him out." Like, like I'm trying to like squeeze him, you know, with one arm. But I, I should have like walked my fingers all the way back. I was like trying to like use my muscle and like really like get it in deeper, and then like really squeeze. And then also, I need to bring my elbow back so I can put it on more of a, like a trachea choke. But um, but yeah, hindsight 2020. But I thought I had it, and if. If, and I also made, like, when I first sunk it in, I should have stuck my hand behind his head instead of on top of his head. Like, he did a, he was tough, and he was not, I mean, he wasn't going to, like, tap unless I put him out, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, yeah, he, he, it was deep, though, man. I, I thought for sure I was going to finish that fight. At the end there, did you just decide to bail just to not blow out the arms, or? No, so, I mean, I should have bailed, um, but I was, like, I wanted it bad. So I was yeah. trying to, I gave up kind of a little position because um, I was like trying to switch it to like a bulldog choke. Um, right. So I would like bring my um, knee kind of in front of his his arm and then kind of uh, like tee out with him and then kind of go for a bulldog choke. But he did a good job defending that. And then I, I ended up on bottom uh, where I should have just, I, I probably should have, you know, um, kept my position and, um, you know, uh, not, not went so hard <laughs> for the uh, finish once I didn't have the um the rear naked, but I was trying to get him out of there. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're five and zero in Bellator now, right? And and you you have now a win over a guy who's beaten the UFC champion. I mean, do you feel like you should be talked about in the top bantamweights in the world, Bellator, UFC, whoever it is? Yeah, in my eyes, right now I'm the best bantamweight in the world. Um, I feel like, um, you know, just my, like how I approach fights and, you know, um, like it's, 
I'm I'm realizing it's like I'm a problem to deal with. Like nobody can really, you know, um, figure out my game and um, get a hold on me because I'm I'm so well-rounded. So um, I don't feel like there's a lot of people that (laughs) can, you know, um, uh, deal with me. So I feel like I'm the best in the world, uh, regardless of promotion. That got Peter Yon, which I feel I feel like Peter Yon is still like the champion of uh, the UFC, um, or he should be. Um, and yeah, and and it definitely got Peter Yon's attention. He like tweeted at me or something uh, how I got knocked out um, by Marab. Uh, what was that? Like four years ago, or I don't know, uh, eight fights ago, you know. But uh, also, he lost to to uh, what's the name? He lost to uh, what's his name? The guy just, uh, Magomed, he lost uh, Magomed that same year. So um, I feel like I'm the best uh, bantamweight in the world right now. That's how I feel. What is beating a guy like Magomed that's got to win like that against one of, you know, the UFC champion? What does that do for your confidence moving into your next fight? Yeah, it just affirms that, you know, I'm as good as um, I'm claiming to be, as I'm trying to be. You know, just uh, just reaffirms, you know, what I've been working for or working toward is um, like working, you know, uh, my hard work is paying off and um, I'm definitely improving. And, you know, it's just like uh, the fights are like cool because I put in a lot of work, you know, behind the scenes that nobody sees. But um, the fights is like times where I can like have fun, just show off and um, just let everything fly and, you know, uh, kind of see where I'm at and see what I need to work on. So, you know, it's good to have, it's like a little checkpoint to say, oh, yeah, you're doing, you're doing really good, you know, keep it up. So, obviously, the current Bellator Bantamweight champion is your teammate, Sergio Pettis. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about it a little bit after the fight, but do you have any reservations about fighting a teammate? And is this something y'all have kind of discussed internally amongst the team, how you're going to handle that? Uh, no, we haven't. Like, we literally have, me and Serge, like, we talked about it one time. Um, and I was just like, Hey man, if it has to happen and he was the same way, like if it has to happen, it has to happen, you know, like it's whatever. But, um, other than that, we haven't like discussed logistics really. Uh, like after this fight, I was like, Hey coach, like for real though, what, uh, if, if I do have to fight, like what we going to do or whatever. Um, and he was like, one of the, uh, Scott Cushman was actually like, like I say, y'all just um, like y'all train or whatever. Maybe y'all train together. Maybe y'all uh, train at different times. But then do um, uh, y'all bring two teammates each, and then no coaches, and then y'all just go and freaking um, handle it, and then come back. You know what I mean? Uh, that way, you know, we don't have to like split. <laughs> we don't split everything, and you know, it don't get weird. But um, we'll see. I don't. I we have no idea yet. I feel like we will have idea once or we'll have to like sit down and talk maybe once you know they announce that i'm fighting sergio have you ever experienced anything like that fighting a teammate no i've never fought a teammate i've yeah never yeah so i guess my next question yeah wrestling uh teammates for uh like starting spots or wrestling um you know them meeting them in tournaments you know so your your approach is just if we got to fight we got to fight and then we move on after that pretty much. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like me and like Serge is a professional. I'm a professional. Neither one of us are like high heads. Uh, um, regardless, winner and that's the other thing. Like I don't want him to lose, but I also don't want me to lose for my family. You know, so it's right. weird. But um, you know, I have I have no uh, I'll I won't disrespect him or you know or 
Like, I have no ill will towards Sergio. Sergio is literally, he's like the most genuine person. <laughs> he's one of the, the most genuine people I know. Um, my wife even talks about it. All. He's like, she's like, Sergio just, like, he asked me how I'm doing, you know, uh, after pregnancy. And most people don't, <laughs> like, yeah. think about this. MMA fighter. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's just, a, he's a good dude. So, um, yeah, I'll ask the next question. So, obviously, they asked you about that after the fight. And you mm-hmm. kind of brought up this idea of a Bantamweight Grand Prix. Um, is yeah. that something that's actually been talked about? Or are you just kind of throwing it out there and trying to push it into you know, I'm just I'm just throwing it out there, hoping, grasping at straws, you know. Uh, I feel like it's a good time. No, I feel actually before they announced that um, that uh, Rom- uh, Romero and Anthony Johnson was coming, okay. I heard that Bantamweight was next. That was like one of the reasons I signed with Bellator, too. Right. Um, because they hadn't done a bantamweight tournament and i seen they were signing some pretty good bantamweights um so i thought that was you know down the line somewhere um but also like there's yeah there's a lot of them there's a lot of good bantamweights and i feel like that's a it's a good option for me because then i most likely i'll be on the opposite side of sergio and so then we'll we can train together at least for a little longer uh, <laughs> until we have to fight um but but also, then I also get to fight like a lot of those people that I want to fight. You know what I mean? Um, whereas, like, I, I probably won't get to fight a lot of them if I'm, you know, I'll probably just fight the number one contender, whoever, whoever that is, if I become champion. You know? So. So, uh, other than Sergio and yourself, who are some of those names you'd like to see in that tournament? Um, I like to see Juan Archuleta. Um, if he can get back down to uh bantamweight, he's been looking big. I heard he's kind of fat right now. Uh, <laughs> I, I like uh, Patchy Mix. Um, I feel like uh, James Gallagher would be a good name. He sucks, but he'll be a good name to be uh, in the tournament. Uh, <laughs> no, I feel like uh, who else? Leo Leandro Higo. Uh, he's a very good bantamweight. Um, who else? Do 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 do. Um, there's that guy that just beat um, uh, Keith Lee. Uh, his name is, uh, Hugo, Hornell, something like that. Um, what about Horaguchi? Do you think there's a chance we could see Horaguchi in the Grand Prix? That would be dope. That would be crazy. That would be awesome. That'd be awesome if Horaguchi was in it. That'd be crazy. Yeah. 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 Man. Um. Is there a number one guy you'd want to fight? Obviously, Sergio has the belt, but would you, like... Is is Horiguchi high on that list for you? Yeah, hell yeah, I'd love to fight Horiguchi, man. That'd be, yeah, that man, that'd be crazy. I feel like Sergio has a better chance of fighting him right now. But in, if 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 I could like fight him, I feel like the tournament would be a good time. I would love to, man. I would love to. And what would you rather? So it sounds like you're more interested in the tournament actually than you are in the title shot. For me. Two things, okay? So I'm a prize fighter, so I'm fighting for the money. You know, I'm fighting for my family, you know, uh, but that's why I do this. So a million dollars is like, um, you know, a million dollars obviously is more money that I would make uh, kind of if I just fought for the title. Also, I have like guaranteed fights um, if I was um, uh, a tournament, you know what I mean? Like, like your schedule is kind of set, you know, so you mm-hmm. know you got a couple fights, you know what I mean, or people gotta fight you next, kind of. Whereas like 
if you just like get scheduled, I feel like for me, if especially it's not you I'm not a I'm not like a big people not lining up to fight me. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hard for me, you know, I got to fight guys like Magomed for people to like want to fight. And that was one of the reasons I picked Magomed because he was the only one that was like, yeah, like I'm going to beat this kid's ass. Like I want to fight this dude. You know what I mean? He thinks he's good. I'm going to beat him. You know what I mean? So it's not a lot of people out there like that, that want to fight me. So I feel like with a tournament, they ain't got no choice mm. <laughs> but to fight me. So I, I, I'm guaranteed, you know what I mean? Um, fights within a certain time. Um, and then, yeah, the uh, million-dollar prize at the end. Has that ranking system helped out with that a little bit? You know, we've heard a, a quite a quite a few Bellator guys say that they feel like that's kind of clearing the gray area of, hey, you know, I, I know he's badass. I don't want to fight him. Maybe I'll fight James Gallagher, who's a bigger name yeah. and, you know, yeah. not as good. Does that Has that kind of helped? I think the ranking, systems, the ranking system has helped has helped with that because then now people got like clear paths or, right. and also like, um, uh, before it was like, okay, you fight Rafael and you know, he's good, but nobody else really knows, you know, how good he is. And there's not a lot of upside. You know what I mean? You don't really gain a lot. Right. You don't gain as much, but now that I got like a number next to my name now, okay. You can at least gain a number. You know what I mean? You get closer to that spot. Right. Um, a fight title, if that's what you want to do. You know, so I think the ranking system has helped. So let's let's talk a little bit. If you do get that title shot, um, how how do you look at a five round fight different than a three round fight? Um, it's just a, a lot more training. Um, you know, uh, just you know, I feel like um, I mean, a lot of it is like in your head and being comfortable, being uncomfortable type of type of thing. I fought uh one or or two other. Well, I've only fought. Uh, the distance of one five round fights. I've had two or three five round fights that I was supposed to have. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like the training is just, you know, I just, I just got to go a little, dig a little deeper in training and um, kind of do more gauntlets and uh, just, um, you know, get, get comfortable being un- really uncomfortable. How, I, obviously if you're, if you fight Sergio, it's a little different, but how, how does it benefit you to have guys like that, you know, him and his brother in your camp that have been there, they've done that. They've had big five round fights. How does that experience, especially your coach, obviously he's been there, you know, time after yeah. time. How, how does having guys like that in your camp just prepare you for the next step in your career? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, uh, I've been super blessed with the people that I've uh, been able to like train with and train under mm-hmm. because, um, and their experience is just, uh, it's, like all the troubleshooting that they had to do, they can just give me kind of what works. You know what I mean? So it's like a clear path for me to get, you know, as good as they get or they got, you know, because a lot of their stuff that they had to do were through trial and error. You know, they like uh, Duke Rufus tells us a, a lot of times, I don't, t- I tell you from experience, not because, you know, uh, a, a lot of the stuff I've done right, you know, and I tell you those things, but majority of the stuff I've done wrong, I've done it the wrong way. So I know what not to do. You know what I mean? So I take that advice very seriously uh, from guys like um, Coach uh, Duke Rufus, uh, Jens Pover, Pat Militage, um, you know, a lot of a lot of those old school guys that, you know, kind of been Tyron Woodley, you know, Paul Felder, a lot of those guys that Anthony Pettis that been there and, um, you know, have performed and know kind of what works and what, you know, your mindset and stuff should be and all the like intangible things, you know, like 
like things like uh, you wouldn't know unless you've been there. Like, um, like you should get comfortable with like the the lights from the camera uh, on the canvas, like are hot, you know, mm-hmm. um, certain venues, you know, stuff like that, or um, you know, like when you're walking out, what you should uh, feel or how you should be thinking, how you should be present, you know, um, things that just you know, people don't think about, you know, and then it's, it's nice to, you know, like know those things before, because then, uh, you can be more comfortable, you know, um, in those situations. How, how much time have you spent in your career with Tyron Woodley? Cause in my mind, I'm watching you in that last fight and I'm thinking this looks just like Tyron Woodley. You're yeah. loose. You're doing the weird things with your arms and it looks like you're just ready to explode. And the, yeah. and the take, takedown defense is obviously incredible. So it was just something weird. As I was watching that fight, I was having like Tyron Woodley in his prime flashbacks. It was weird. <laughs> that's what's up, man. That's a no, that's a weird. hell of a compliment. I appreciate that. Yeah, me and Tyron uh, spent a lot of time um, when he was like when he was um, at Rufus Sport. Like we used to go on like runs together and mm-hmm. just you know what I'm saying chop it up and kind of you know he tell me his story and I tell him my story and. He same thing. He would like tell me like, hey, what to look out for, you know, like things that he he felt he wished he would have done better, you know. Um, yeah, so I spent a lot of time with him, um, with Tyron, you know, and I I developed a really good relationship with him just just because yeah, he we kind of came from around the same background. He said he's seen a lot of himself in me, and he said God was calling him to you know um, kind of influence my life type of thing. So yeah, I spent a lot of time with Tyron. It was weird. It was just some of the weird kind of movements I mean, you were doing. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of stuff, too. Duke Rufus, like, he will reference. And Tyron has taught me a lot. Like, I got a bunch of right. videos of him, like, giving me technique and yeah. and, um, and tactics and stuff, you know. Um, you know, I, I've, I haven't heavy spar with him, but I like spar with him a lot. Uh, he right. drill with him a lot, you know. Um, but, yeah. He's got a big one coming up on Sunday. Biggest payday of his career. He better knock this kid out. I'm sick of seeing him on my television. We got to get this motherfucker out of here, man. <laughs> <laughs> got to get this motherfucker. Yeah, no, I, I think he, I think he, I mean, he's prepared. I definitely think he's prepared. And, um, you know, I'm rooting for him, obviously, you know. Uh, I, I think he's going to get it done, you know. Just we are, all of us who watch Real Fighting are rooting for him on Sunday. There's uh, there's no doubt in my mind that uh, that, that that the MMA community is firmly behind Tyron on this Please. one. Yeah, got to be, man. Got to be. Yeah. But, yeah, I got faith in him. Yeah. Have you, have you started, have you talked to Scott Coker or Bellator at all about what's next and and kind of when you'd like to be back in the cage um i was actually gonna probably call my manager this week uh probably midweek into the week um to kind of see what's next and um see what what's going on i was we just moved to texas so um welcome and oh you live in texas let's go yeah i moved to houston yeah we're in dallas oh cool Hell yeah. Yeah. I just moved here and um, you know, I had actually I was moving during the um camp. So like this was the first camp that I was doing um like remotely or whatever. So uh I would like to stay here at least for like two, three weeks, you know, to kinda get acclimated and get my family together and um yeah, and then like after that then probably start a camp. So I was hoping like around like uh late November, December, um 
to get back in there. But um, yeah, I gotta uh, see what kind of Bellator is looking to do. Um, but yeah, so I haven't really like been. A, usually, I'm like calling my manager like right away, like, okay, what's next? Like, what are we doing next? But I wanna, I I want to, but my wife also want me to uh, chill out just for a little bit, you know. Um, she's also been doing the single parent thing for like two months now, so uh, <laughs> it's time for me to help out a little bit. Is there is there anything that you would take other than a title shot or a space in the Grand Prix? Uh, I mean, I take if depending on how long uh, those two things take. If those those things are gonna take like past February or something, then I'm a, I'll take another fight. Like I'll fight one or two later. I'll fight uh, Apache Mix or um, any of those guys. Really, I don't really care. Um, yeah, I fight. As long as the check cashes. Huh? Yeah. I'm trying to run them up. Any anybody that wanna fight next, I'm I'm ready to fight. Uh if if the obviously if the title thing isn't working uh immediately, you know, if they if we gotta wait till like um March or yeah, or past February really. If I gotta wait past February then then I'm gonna uh wanna fight again. <laughs> So obviously you're 17 and one now. You're you're racking up a solid record. Um, do you ever sit and think about kind of what what do you want your legacy to look like in martial arts when it's all said and done? And then do you kind of sit and plan out how you're going to get there? You know, I have not really thought about that. Um, like my legacy, because I'm like I said, I'm like a prize fighter, so I'm mm-hmm. not really looking. I'm not really looking. Uh, to when I'm done, I'm just looking to uh, like make an impact for my family, uh, you know, while I'm here uh, or while I'm doing it. You know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. trying to do as much as I can do uh, while I'm doing it because I know I don't I'm, I'm not fighting forever, you know. Um, so I haven't really thought about that. I don't really thought about what my legacy uh, is going to look like. You know, um, I probably should. But <laughs> I know. Uh, I want to be champion, and then, um, you know, going forward, I, I haven't really thought about. I should probably take some time and think about that. Actually, that's a good question. Hey, we can sit down in Texas, hash it out. We'll figure it out. I bet. Cool. <laughs> uh, all right, so obviously you just said you want to get back in there, you know, fairly soon. Um, what, in your mind, is the biggest thing that you need to improve on the rest of this year? Um, I think I need to improve on, um, like, letting my hand go more, just – being just more output um you know I, I feel like I do very good uh defensively you know and um I just gotta let my hands go um just trust them more and um yeah I've been working on it you know uh but I just just gotta trust and you know do it more reps doing that I think I I, I try too much to be like perfect and um it like hinders my my uh output um so, so I'm gonna like dial back being so perfect, so I can just do more output and and let my technique kind of just take over. And Raytheon, the first time I ever saw you fight was in Legacy in in the Bomb Factory in Dallas, Texas, actually. And you've just made monumental improvements in a very short amount of time. How are you able to get so much better so quickly? Um, man, I'm I'm constantly. I, I feel like every day I gotta get get better, you know, uh, and that's that's what it's about for me. Like just like uh, like chipping away every day, 
you know, at um at better. And I like posting something today, like it all adds up. Like like even today, like I do a little today, I do a little tomorrow. Um, I'll do a little more. I'll get a little more. You know, as I get fights, I'm doing a little more. But I feel like it all adds up. If I just like um, if I wait too long to like start improving, or you know, if I wait till I get a fight to start improving, then it's too late for me. Um, in my eyes, I feel like I should always be improving, like every day. You know what I mean? Is it is it for you? Is it drilling? Is it sparring? Is it conditioning? Is it nutrition? Like, what do you think is really like the thing that you're super good at? These other guys just really aren't. Well, I did, I, I did a, I've done a lot of. I picked up a lot of sparring um, after uh, COVID. Actually, I've done like a lot of sparring, and it's not like a hard. All of it is not hard sparring. Like I do probably like two hard sparring sessions a week. But then a lot of it is just um, uh, pretty much just being comfortable, being hit at, and being able to, like, uh, uh, yeah, strike and, and wrestle and everything at a at a working rate without, like, um, like getting overexcited. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, uh, like, sparring is, like, uh, really common to me. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm just, like, really comfortable getting hit at, I'm getting, I'm comfortable getting kicked and take, you know, um, takedowns thrown at me, you know, like, and I don't, like, it's, like, I want people to try to hit me hard and me not to be affected by it, you know what I mean? Um, so I've been, I've been, I've been doing that a lot, I feel like, lately, uh, and I feel like that's helped a lot, you know, just, you know, just MMA fighting as much as I can, um, and not, not doing it to where I'm, like, getting brain damage, but I'm, like, intelligently defending and, and um, you know, controlling my controlling my head and my my breathing and stuff, you know. Uh, so I'm just I'm just comfortable, you know. I'm comfortable when people are like growling at me, you know. It's like it's like nothing for me. So uh, I feel like that's one of the reasons, you know. Okay, so obviously now, I mean, you're pretty much undeniable. You're a top five bandwagon in the world. You can say that, you know. So how do you how do you do you change anything to your approach or, or your motivation or you, do you just keep going and just kind of knocking all these guys off one by one? Is that kind of how you look at it? Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. You know, like I said, I'm gonna try to keep improving on the things that I, I feel like I need to improve on and just improving overall, you know, so, and constantly learning and stuff, but yeah, I just keep knocking off. And that's the other thing. I'm not like, I usually don't try to fight or, I don't believe in like camps, you know, so I don't, I don't train a camp for a certain guy. Like I just constantly self-improve like every day, try to get better at, at my game. You know what I mean? Cause everybody's going to be adjusting to what I do. So I got to just get better at my game and enforcing my will. And then as we get a fight, you know, then I'll uh, attack stuff, but I got, I'll attack stuff or pull out different tools for a different fighter. But I got all those tools because I'm, I'm skill building all the time you know what i mean for my game you know what i mean so um yeah i don't i so it's like a lifestyle for me to uh like training is just a lifestyle training and learning learning martial arts is is the lifestyle what what do you do to kind of improve the mental aspect obviously you know when you start knocking these guys off the fights are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and more pressure what do you do you know your body's sharp what do you do to keep that mind sharp and keep getting better so there when i've been doing um Self-affirmations uh, mm. since COVID also. I've been looking into doing those uh, or just reading about them and stuff. And um, 
you know, I feel like I keep adding stuff to it. So, um, mm -hmm. like what I, I usually say, it, uh, when I wake up, I say it kind of when I go to sleep, when I shower, when I'm like, uh, feeling winded in a, uh, like before every round usually. Um, but I say like, I'm confident and fearless in all that I do. I dominate, excited and finish fights. Uh, I'm calm in the fire because I am the fire. Mm. Uh, I also say I'm a bad motherfucker. Um, <laughs> I also say I'm the best band of weight in the world, you know, and I say those things to, into a mirror. I say, I say, I say it a lot, you know, and I just, I'm like constantly, uh, especially like, uh, this fight when I was like counted out, um, I, I feel like my mind or everybody's mind is like, I, I'm a constant, in a constant battle, uh, with my mind and mediocrity. Uh, so I just constantly, I'm arguing with my mind and telling them like, no, you're the best in the world. Like, you are the best, you are, yeah, you're confident and fearless, you're bad, you know what I mean? Um, and even, it comes to the point where even when, like, uh, coaches will be, like, harping on people and stuff, and they'll be like, uh, yeah, this is why y'all can't get, uh, you know what I'm saying, or finish the two or finish this or whatever. And I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I can finish any fucking thing I want to do, <laughs> you know? But I'm, like, constantly telling myself, you know, that I'm the best, you know? I got one more for you. You got to say, I'm going to beat your ass in yellow Crocs. That's what's up. <laughs> straight up. Hey. Let's go. I'm going to beat your ass. I'm confident. We got to beat your ass. in the studio. You say what? I got to get a, a yellow Crocs in the studio. Sign yellow Crocs. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to beat your ass yeah. in some yellow Crocs. That's some Texas shit right there. <laughs> let's go. All right, let's go. All right, right behind. I know you've been on the show before, so you knew this was coming. Rapid fire. Five yeah. questions, just like a five-round fight. You knew what I wanted to talk about when I got you on today. Rapid fire. Five wrestling questions. Are you ready for All this? Right. Yeah. Okay, question number one. What takedown or finishing move have you trained the most? Double leg. Question number two, during your wrestling career, who is the athlete that you most admired? TJ Hepburn. Question number three, other than yourself, who is the best wrestler in MMA currently? Kamara Usman. Mm. Question number four, who is your favorite professional wrestler of all time, like WWE? CM Punk. <laughs> Just came back, too. That was a hell of an entrance. Yeah. <laughs> Question number five. Would you rather have $1 million in an MMA World Championship belt or an Olympic gold medal in wrestling? $1 million in MMA belt. There it is. Let's go. Yeah, tell the people where they can find you on social media and any shout-outs you may have. Yeah, I like... Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, Rafian Stas, one word. Uh, like to shout-out Combat Corner. Uh, perfect sport, uh, BB roofing, and uh, Scott J. Uh, transportation. Awesome, Rafian, number one contender in Bellator, next in line for the title. You heard it from the man himself, he is the best bantamweight in the world, and he will beat your ass in yellow Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. That was episode 84 of Parker's MMA Show. I'm Billy Naden. That was Parker Keen. He's Rafion Stotts. Rafion, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Can't wait for your next fight and can't wait to have you back. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Next time.
All right, y'all keep doing it. Appreciate it. See ya. No problem, bro. See ya. Texas Trees is the premier tree care company in the DFW area. Whether you need basic maintenance or specialized services, when it comes to trees, we've got you covered. Pruning, chipping, bracing, and cabling, even root barriers and disease control, we do it all. And if you aren't sure what you need, we have certified arborists on staff to point you in the right direction. Visit us at NorthTexasTrees.net. That's NorthTexasTrees.net. Thanks for listening to Parker's MMA Show. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and visit ParkerKeen'sMMAShow.Podbean.com for additional information on Parker and to stay up to date on the latest drama in the fight world. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out the show notes.